You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Oz Network. We've just come in from uh, hilarity off air, which you'll never know what we were talking about. But I guarantee it was funnier than anything that we'll talk about on this show. Um, we are back for another episode of Lost. And finally, it's been a long road, but we are here at the end of season three. We are up to the part one of the two-part finale of season three of Lost through the looking glass. We finally made it. We're here. Uh, my name is Nora, and so are you screwing Jack yet, Ben? Yes. And my name is Ben, and I'm a dentist. I'm not Rambo. Um, lots of good Bernard in this episode and Rose Uh, yeah it feels like it's been an eternity and I've I've said my pieces about season 3 but there's been some good stuff Uh, but we're finally at the end and watching this episode just reminds me how great Lost does Lost does finales better than any other show in the world. Um, but yeah, this is through the Looking Glass, uh, aired on May twenty third, two thousand seven. So it's basically almost to the month, uh, almost to the exact date. Twelve years at the time of us recording this, since this aired, uh, which is crazy. Um, this is written by, of course. Hughes and Lindelof, who do all the finales, and directed by Jack Bender, who does all the finales. Uh, Yeah, what can you say about this episode of Lost? It's a classic. Well, yeah, it is. And, I mean, you said no TV shows do finales better than Lost. I mean, you know, Murphy Brown does a pretty good finale. So, (laughs) I mean, you know, that's that's an episode. Well, not enough to get it renewed. (laughs) Well, the original Murphy Brown, you know, they couldn't replicate it, obviously. Um... But yeah, I, I mean, obviously we're sort of separating this uh, into two parts, but, you know, I, I read many articles in the lead up to this, uh, basically lumping the two together and naming them, you know, top two episodes, either number one or number two of Lost of all time, um, you know, made the list of top 50 episodes of TV of all time, you know, so... Yeah, these these two episodes together are great. Separately, they're great. Um, yeah, just so good. And, you know, I think we might get to the end of this because obviously both episodes will air on the same day. But, um, you know, there's every likelihood that at least one or maybe both these parts will end up in uh, our top tens, uh, maybe even top fives, maybe even number one. Who knows? After... Uh, all of these, if we eventually bloody do them, because I mean, this season three has taken us about eight years to do. So. <laughs> yeah, we started uh, season three when Lost was airing. Yeah, uh, it was originally a weekly recap. <laughs> 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 started as a weekly recap. Uh, I, uh, me as a, a plucky uh, 12, 13 year old podcast host. Uh, me as you as a, a distressed old. teenager, <laughs> you, usual idiot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one wise beyond their years, one slow beyond their years. We won't say which was which. Um, 
Can you be slow beyond your ears? <laughs> oh, you've met me. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's crazy to think it's almost been 12 years. I can vividly remember watching this finale and I, the amount of times I've watched it since, either in rewatches or just on its own. Uh, we'll recap part one in this episode, then we'll have a separate episode for part two, but really it's one long episode. And just this show knows how to build up to a finale. And this has last season's finale was pretty good. The first seasons was great, but this just has all of the great makings of everything that makes loss. Great. It's got heart. It's got sad, sadness, sorrow. It's got mystery. It's got big plot twists. It's got action. Some of Lost's very best action. I would say it, it's got, amazing character moment that's building up it's got tension it's concluding a plot line while also setting up the next season's plot line it's just got everything in it and uh there may be a few little nitpicks but there are a few flaws to be found in these two two episodes and her name is claire Uh, yeah, and Walt, maybe, but we'll get to that. <laughs> These balls are going to drop someday, right? Like, they're getting half, they're halfway there. <laughs> Hello, Locke. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, this is... Do you remember watching this episode, or is it only kind of in more recent years that you viewed it as, as a classic of Locke? Uh, I, I remember more of um, part two. I mean, I remember... Charlie's death. Spoiler alert. Um, not really. If you're seriously, if you're listening to this and you're gonna go off as for spoiling it, then you wouldn't have watched them. Um, I remember the the whole flash forward twist, uh, and I remember sort of the phone call. Like I basically remember mainly more of watching it live in part two. I think I remember the Walt bit, yeah. like watching this and remembering, like, oh my god, Walt! Like shit, there he is. Um, see, I do remember it, but I think. Because it took me so long to sort of rewatch it, at least get to this point to rewatch it when I did it a few years ago, um, I just forgot how great it was. Uh, and you know, I think we've kind of both knew that when we do our top five uh, of this season next week, that pretty much two moments in this double part uh, finale yeah. would be number one and number two, and might possibly be number one and number two overall once we get to the end of six seasons. Because I, I mean. Gosh, I, I tweeted after watching part two saying that, like, you know, might be one of the greatest episodes of television of all time and, like, maybe the greatest twist ending ever. Yeah. So it's we'll just... obviously get to that in the next episode. But, yeah, I, I, to answer your question, yes, I do remember watching this. <laughs> we are jumping ahead, but it just blows my mind that within the space of, like, 10 minutes of episode, 15 minutes, you just have these two killer gut punch moments in the same freaking episode, pretty much one by one, we have the death scene, and then it moves almost directly into the next big moment. And it's just, it's mental how good it is. Um, even the middle part of what connects those two, I could even argue, could make the top five as well, just because you sort of you have that whole build up for three seasons now of these people stuck on an island, and this is the moment you think they're being rescued. So it's kind of obviously again jumping yeah. ahead, but um, I mean, God, I, like I have defended the shit out of Nip Tuck and Third Watch, you know, obviously different styles of shows, and I'm going to be very biased, but I I doubt I could list other shows, maybe two or three shows, that legitimately give you that sense of holy fuckness 
that yeah. this does in this two-part finale with that last 15. It might be the best 10, 15 minutes ending of a TV series I've ever seen. Um, just it's that good. So we'll obviously get to it, but yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> this episode is one of the few that gets to that level for me of the raft moment where we're going to have to take the boy that level of just, Oh my God, kind of emotions and what is happening. But I, I struggle to see how I get that lost is not the show for everyone. And a lot of people hate lost, but I, I just don't know how you can't watch this, these episodes and appreciate it for its directing, its music, its acting, its, character moments it's twists the way it handles death and like yeah it, it blows my mind I, again i know the show is not for everyone but this is near perfection um, which is what frustrates me a lot with the whole game of thrones situation because people act like game of thrones is the first ever to be this epic and movie tour you know sort of just the way they overdo it and you know, a point in my argument for Game of Thrones is like we had this before with Lost. You know, we had it before yeah. Lost with The Sopranos. Like it's not like it hasn't been done before, where you've kind of got this movie a week style TV show. And I mean, what I noticed in watching this sort of these two parts of the finale is like, as it always is, and we've talked about it in the finales before. Like, there's always that finale theme of them trekking along the water and just some of the shots, some of the <laughs> camera work in these episodes. Are, oh, yeah, they were choppers this week. Yeah, like just the overheads <laughs> and the music and just like if you were flicking channels and you didn't know what this was, you would think <laughs> it's a movie. You would legitimately think oh, it's a movie. Easily. Um, especially the finales. Like you can tell that they they save a significant portion of the budget when it comes to these finales because it's it is epic and yeah I, I always love a good march in a finale <laughs> they've always got the marching particularly when on. they time the wave so perfectly that it's like crashes <laughs> and like a couple of them walk through the water don't even blink an eyelid like that's jeff probe's introduction of survivor <laughs> level of commitment to a shot <laughs> yeah it, it it's i i think we'll struggle to find flaws in this episode honestly and we will get into it obviously part one just like Live Together, Die Alone, and Exodus. N- not quite as... Exodus Part 2 was a three-parter. Like, obviously not quite on the level of Part 2, but there is still so much good stuff in this first part. And again, I just view it as basically the first half of a movie. Uh, it's only split up in the way that television works in 42 minutes. Otherwise, it is one episode. It was written as one. It's directed as one. Acted as one. So, edited as one. Um... But we'll get into it, and I guess we should. We can start with the flashback. <laughs> I, I was winking, but this is an audio podcast. I did, don't know if you could hear my wink. I could. It was like <laughs> me eating a biscuit before. It was very crunchy. <laughs> yeah, I've got a crunchy wink. We've all got flaws. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you can admit that you feel open and honest enough with our listeners to admit these uh, hardships you face in life. Yeah. <laughs> Got a crunchy everyone's perfect. We're not all perfect. <laughs> We're not all Ben Waterworld. No, no, we can't. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Uh, but starting on the flashback, and it, it, it's a finale, but it's a Jack flashback, which, hmm, hasn't he already had two this season? Hmm. 
what's going on? Um, it is quite... I can't recall what I was thinking during part one, but it, I think some people had to be starting to catch on that something big was happening, right? Because it does seem a bit odd to just have a random Jack flashback for the finale, surely. I See, I remember this like not catching on at all because this is what I was going to say. Like, I think what's so great about this twist is to me, you just don't think it is what it is going to be because you think about all the little threads of things that are given to you and like, yeah, it kind of seems obvious when you know, but like just the little things when we get, like he's mentioning, like get my father down here and things like that. Like they go out of their way to drop these references that you just have no idea. Like, here's his ex-wife again, you know, things like that. So, um, yeah, like, I think, to me, it seems like it should be obvious, but I I had no clue, no clue whatsoever. And that's why I think I just I love the twist so much because I love a twist yeah. when you don't, you have no clue. When you kind of guess, it's like, oh, I sort of thought that might happen. But when you just have no, because, like, and I'm sure we'll talk about this next week more, or next episode more. But like, it's like, in what universe did we ever think that they would do this and give us a flash forward? Yeah, yeah, no chance. Um, uh, yeah, I definitely was not onto it, but I imagine, and I, anyone who claims they're onto it, like, hmm, I'm suspicious of that. But I, I do think a lot of the more hardcore fans would have been thinking a Jack flashback. Like, surely something is going to happen. We're going to have some sort of big reveal. I don't think anyone possibly could have predicted a flash forward. Um, but you mentioned, like, the the wife and the dad and so it, it goes deeper, though. Like, uh, and maybe we're jumping into part two, but you can listen to both of these anyway, so it doesn't matter so much. Uh when he's driving in his Hummer uh, and he's listening to Nirvana, uh, that is a B-side that was only released after 2004. Oh, there so you So this know. is the level the of music. Deep, yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't know that. I mean, I like Nirvana and not that much, but this is just the level of detail and like the phone he's using, stuff like this. There are all sorts of these clues. Um, the, this is my favourite, the... The funeral parlor that he goes to is called Hofstrahler, which is an anagram for flash forward. <laughs> wow. This is the level of detail. They're getting like songs released after 2004 that sound like they were released before that. Uh, the phone and the anagram and the you're still listed. Uh, and the little subtle things, what is it like? Oh, you're a hero twice over. And just all these little things that you you catch on the second time and it gives it such rewatch ability. Um, but I just imagine people must have been so confused with this whole thing and the funeral and everything. Um, but to start it off, Jack, Jack's on a plane and he's got his crazy beard. Um, That's all which, right. <laughs> well, later in Damon Lindelof's next show, the leftovers, uh, in the last season, they got them all to grow uh, beards, real beards. Um, Including Kate. Justin Throw with a beard. Like, I, I would swing for that, I think. Um, <laughs> much better lead, lead character than Jack, uh, Matthew Fox. But uh, I think 
this this has become such a meme before memes were really a thing, like Jack's fake beard, that I think it's better that it's a fake beard. Like It's become so, such an iconic part of the show amongst jokes online and that, that uh, I, I'm a fan of the fake beard. I think the, the, the one bit that looks the fakest is the moustache. Like, if you just focus on the yeah. moustache... It just looks like he's got something from, like, a cereal box or something. Uh, everything else, I think, looks natural. It's just the moustache to me is the real, like, okay, that's not real. I mean, I'm sure Matthew Fox can grow a beard, but... Can he? The logistics. <laughs> he can't. Um, he can sell his house in Oregon. I don't know where he is. I mean, we could ask him, but we still... Missing persons report hasn't been completed yet. I mean, we'll get more into it with the constant, but they do a great job of, like... Uh, Desmond's facial hair jumping between flashbacks and all sorts of stuff, but that's next season. Um, but Jack's on a plane and he's reading a paper and he's seen something in there that catches his interest. Um, and then miraculously, the plane doesn't crash, so Jack is safe. Um, at this point, I guess viewers were thinking this is after his divorce, but we're still not 100% sure what's happened. Um, then later he's in LA and he's in his car, he's trying to call someone, they won't pick up. Uh, and then Jack, quite a shocking moment, suicidal Jack gets out and he's going to kill himself. Um, Jack's at his lowest possible moment that he's been at. And it's, it's quite dark and quite heavy and someone sees him, they crash their car and that distracts him and he goes to rescue them, like... It's pretty heavy. We're watching a flashback of Jack about to kill himself first up for the finale. I think this is legitimately a real-life scene in Oregon uh, 2019 because like, people are driving along the bridge like, oh, my <laughs> no God, that's job. Matthew Fox! <laughs> Don't the jump, Matthew! The ripped out of the paper was a, a, a job, uh, like an acting <laughs> notice. <laughs> Working at Walmart. <laughs> Community theatre. <laughs> No, he, he's ripping out a piece of paper and it says something like, you know, um, Evangeline Lilly cast as the wasp. And he's like, oh, no. <laughs> She's getting work and I'm not. <laughs> it, it's pretty heavy, though. It is. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, We've not it's, really seen something this dark in a flashback. Well, I think, too, it kind of... Thinking that it's a flashback, you know, kind of this, the layers to Jack's character. I mean, to me, it's not completely out of the realms of possibilities in some ways because we've obviously seen sort of what Jack's had. I mean, most of these characters kind of, you wouldn't put it out of the realms of possibility that this is something they would, you know, at least contemplate. But yeah, I mean, it's incredibly dark. And yeah, I I, I don't really know what to add. I, I completely agree. I think it's just kind of, you know, in the opening moments of here we have like our hero about <laughs> to throw himself, you know, to death essentially. So Yeah. I feel like uh, I've never been to LA, but I feel like they do a good job with Hawaii here and these kind of bridges and. Well, that stuff I like would, that. I yeah, I mean that looks very much like sort of the. I mean, you'd be aware of those, um, like the rivulet sewer things, like from. Terminator I've seen 2. Greece. Yeah, yeah, Greece. And Terminator Two. Well, I went for Terminator Two. You went for Greece. Okay, then. Well, <laughs> whenever floats your boat. But I mean, I've yeah, I've I've seen them. They're, they're very much like that. So yeah, they've found a very nice part of Honolulu, I guess, where that looks very similar to LA. But of course, it's not in the right place. Like if that was really LA, it would you know you wouldn't see the bridge in that angle. Not like T two. Um, yeah. 
Did I save myself there? Robert Patrick, he was in Lost. He there was. There we go. Yep, all connected. <laughs> John Travolta wasn't. No. <laughs> Edward Furlong neither. He's somewhere in rehab. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger was in Lost. Uh, he was Kate's body double. <laughs> Very similar body uh, types. But later, Jack's in the hospital getting stitched up, and then um, this is where he... Uh, oh, no, not here, but we learn that there's a news crew waiting, which is maybe another potential clue that about uh, Jack's celebrityness, perhaps. Um, and Sarah comes in. Um, pregnant Sarah, right? Hmm. It, they kind of, like... The, it's like they're trying to disguise her, but it's like she looks pregnant. So, um, you could just put on a couple of pounds. My goodness. <laughs> Body uh, But this is uh, post-divorce, and she's saying, hey, are you drinking again? Um, and then we learn that Sarah is still listed as his emergency contact. Um, this is quite cool now, knowing what this flashback really is, to see that, well, yeah, once Jack did get rescued, he would have met up with his ex-wife, I imagine, at some point. Um, so this is actually the last time we ever see Sarah in the show. Um, but, yeah, so I guess in 2007, uh, she's pregnant, she's moved on. Um, Which I don't, I don't understand if, like, she's the emergency contact... But then, you know, it's like she rushes down there and then Jack's like, can you give me a lift home? And she's like, I don't think it's a good no. idea. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you come down? <laughs> no, thanks. That's um, so Which cool. Which else is he going to get? I mean, he's rich. He can get a cab. Um, <laughs> he's famous. I feel like, I always feel like Jack's mum gets a huge raw deal on the yeah. show. <laughs> like, she's in like three episodes or something, barely mentioned. Uh, not even the emergency contact here. Like, poor Margot Shepherd. She's just barely, barely a part of Jack's life. Um, I also love how Sarah questions Jack, like, what were you doing driving around at 2 a.m.? It's like, none of your damn business. Like, I'm not married <laughs> anymore. I'm going to get to McDonald's. But it, it, it really does play into this, like, this guy has fallen mm. further than he ever has before. Um but yeah, she does. She doesn't want to give him a lift home. Um, later, uh, Jack is checking on the girl that crashed. <laughs> Jack thinks he's going to do the surgery, um, which, uh, and that's where he meets the new chief of surgery. Now, this guy looks very familiar, but I don't know if he's been in anything. Or... Yeah, I picked up actually. I was going to look that up. Let's look that up now, shall we? Doctor yeah, Hamill. Doctor Hamill. Uh, is it Mark's ja- son? Or? James Leisure. Oh. He's best known for playing Mike Cannon in Las Vegas. I mean, I, I saw Las Vegas, yeah, but I, I remember feel like that that's show. not what I... I feel like that's not what I recognise him from. So, hang on a minute. Um, I'm trying to find his... What, what's his name? Dr. Mark Hamill or something? Oh, Rob Hamill. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Skywalker's son. Um, Let's see. Luke yeah, Lutz. Las Vegas. Uh, Men at Uncle Buck. Um, <laughs> maybe um, I don't recognize oh, oh, him. Oh, he's in Lost. Last Vegas, <laughs> so maybe I do recognize him. He's in Alias. Oh, see, oh, there it is. Suddenly Susan. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I really is. don't know. Um, he was AC's cop <laughs> in the OJ Simpson story TV movie. 
Um, yeah, I mean, Might like, have been. I Might would have, have seen a couple of episodes of, Ve- of Las Vegas. It was, wasn't one, yeah, I went out of my way to watch, but um, yeah. Yeah, but Jack... Oh, uh, actually, this... actually, I know where I know him from. He's in Blue Bloods. That's where I would know him from. Okay, there we go. That's serious. I'm not joking either, guys. Blue Bloods, you know, <laughs> still going. <laughs> is it? I was about it to say is. bring back It just back got renewed again. So. Well, I won't say bring back Blue Bloods. Um, stop Blue Bloods. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tom Selleck's got to eat. <laughs> Poor Donnie Wahlberg. Uh, His brother's a big Hollywood star. He used to be in a boy band. He's got to work too. This is uh, this is where Jack gets called a hero twice over, and we get that little clue. Uh, and he's not going to let Jack operate on her. Uh, and this is where he says that Gary Nadler is doing the surgery. Now, we know Bernard Nadler is a dentist. I guess uh, it's never said in the show. It's just an Easter egg. But I guess... Uh, but potentially Bernard's brother, Gary Nedler, is a doctor. Um, it's just one of those fun little moments that has no meaning, but it's always nice whenever it's about Bernard. Um, yeah, so that's where we stop for the flashback at the moment. Um, I don't know if you've got anything else to add. This is really just the setup for what's going to come next week. But, yeah, Fallen Jack. I think the thing two that works with this and the twist is that when you're sort of commenting about saying like, Oh great. Another Jack flashback. And you know, what's going to be the twist. I mean, if we were to, if this was like a completely separate episode leading into the finale and we assumed that this was a flashback, we would be like, this is such a lame flashback. Like, okay, (laughs) he's a bit suicidal. Um, but that's sad, but you know, what is the point of this? Um, and I think kind of what, takes away from not really thinking about that at this moment is a again you know it's like part one and part two there's gonna surely there's gonna be something to this and b everything else that is happening outside of this flashback is so amazing that you really don't give a shit about this yeah so um, you forget about yeah and i think that's kind of what is so clever about this and it's it is definitely i mean lost is a show we've constantly said that you should do repeat viewings of it to really get it but i mean this is an episode in itself that you could just warrant seeing it for the first time and watching it immediately straight away just so you can be like, wait, what? Flash forward? Holy crap, I'm going to go back and watch that just, you know, to kind of see it. And another thing too that I think works, doesn't have the same effect, I feel, in Chronologically Lost as it does obviously in Non-Chronologically Lost because clearly there's a reason behind that. But it is kind of interesting when you do watch Chronologically Lost to kind of see all this back-to-back and sort of, you know, in the timeline, knowing obviously what you do, having watched it in, in full Lost mode. Well, well, the finale of season four will pick up almost directly after this flashback. Um, So the way it all pulls together is really cool. Um, I always forget that, like, basically the reveal of who's in that coffin takes a whole season. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So anyway, getting back to the island, and we pick up where we left off with Greatest Hits, which, let's face it, was pretty much part one of this finale. Um... Everyone's getting ready to leave to go to the tower with Jack. Um, And Bernard is going to be one of the shooters. uh, And we have a great Rose and Bernard moment um, where she's getting to to repeat it. I am a dentist. I am not Rambo, which is a great line. And then I I love Rose's subtle, like, 
<laughs> if I told you I was, would help you with your SOS sign, would you change your mind? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, Aww. but she's still being a bitch about the SOS sign. Rose is <laughs> season, great. Season it's, later. In these two episodes, Rose might be my, oh, like, yeah. my favourite. There's a great moment coming up. Is that the one where she's like, if you tell us to live together, die alone again, I'm going to punch you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Rose is great, but... A bit of a, a bit of a dick comment, but um, and then we have a nice little Sun and Jin um, moment. This time they chose to include uh, subtitles. <laughs> they, thankfully, um, it's a bit it's a bit uh, hit or miss on my, on my Netflix version of what I'm actually going to get on these episodes because um, it also told me when we were listening to the French transmission, it said in brackets on my subtitles. Korean talking. <laughs> Pretty sure that was French. French so Korean. My, my version is all over the shop. Um, but then we have a touching Jin speaking in English moment because we have to go home, mm. uh, which is very touching. Um, and we have, we already mentioned it, the marching music with Jack leading everyone. Um, pretty much the whole camp is left now um, across these great, these great like rocks that they often use in the finales as well. Um, they yeah they this is a great piece of music. Like I can see why they always use it in the finales, but it is one of Lost's best soundtrack pieces. Um, What's it called? Uh, one of versions is called Hollywood Vines, uh, but I think the main version is called uh, something Hunting and Gathering or Mark Trekking and Exploring or I forget. Mm. Um, but uh, they're going along the rocks, and Naomi's running oh. up the jack. Um, what? I don't like Naomi. Oh, <laughs> she's annoying. <laughs> okay. I can't wait for her to get stabbed. <laughs> oh. well, you don't have to wait long. Her um, and Charlotte are like the worst. Yeah, I don't like Charlotte, but she's coming in two episodes' time. Um, uh, yeah, so she's showing Jack how to use the sat phone in case anything happens to her, which is convenient. I'm glad <laughs> she did that. Uh, and we cut back to the looking glass and with Charlie. Now he's tied up in a chair and we meet Greta and Bonnie. Now, are these two a couple? Yes. I can never quite tell if they're a couple or just a couple uh, of friends. I'm just going to say yes. Uh. <laughs> I have my reasons, I mean, but I'm just going to say What else yes. is happening down in that station? How long have they been down there for? <laughs> you, do you think, like, surely they have to go up every now and then? Surely, like, can, can you live underwater like that? How do you get food? Like, I mean, do they have a pallet drop? I mean, um, <laughs> yeah. I like these two, though. I do actually really like these two. For showing up in one episode, two episodes, they do a good job, I think. Yeah, I'd uh, agree. Greta and Bonnie. Um, so they're beating up Charlie, and Charlie's just being very... Look, I, I've said my pieces about Charlie, but he's fun in this episode. And mm-hmm. They're saying, oh, how did you get here? I came in my invisible submarine. <laughs> uh, he's actually like, yeah, I, this is some of Dominic Monaghan's best stuff. Like, he's actually really yeah, good. He's really good. Um, and he sees the control room, and this is where Bonnie is calling Ben, 
and Ben, and they're saying, oh, we've got one of them. Oh, he won't tell us who it is. It's Charlie. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Ben. How are you? <laughs> I love that moment. <laughs> he won't tell us who it is. It's Charlie. Um, uh, so this is where Ben orders Mikhail. We love old Patchy. Uh, ordered him to go to the lit looking glass. Um, oh, but you told us it was flooded. And then we have a great Michael Emerson moment. I lied. Like, yeah. The way he says two words, I lied. It's like, this guy. We can't say any more positive things about Michael Emerson. Um, Give him his own but, TV yeah. show already. That's not freaking Italian Arrow or whatever the hell he's in this week. <laughs> uh, but Mike, uh, Ben has done a lot of lying in this episode. And there's some great kind of mind game things going on a bit later. Um, but yeah, he's basically told everyone that it's flooded and basically he's been jamming signals so that none of the others can have any contact with the outside world. So, uh, he's basically screwed over not just the survivors, but his people as well. Um, but then we cut to main camp and we have Ryan and I'm not sure if you remember last week we were saying when Ryan was going to take his 10 best, uh, <laughs> whether or not he was sexist or not. He did. Her, there was a woman. Yeah, good on him. There was there was one in his ten yep. best. Yep. I, I don't know if Tom's. I don't know if Tom's making the top ten. <laughs> that was a controversial choice, I think. Poor MC Ganey. <laughs> Country bear <laughs> stuff didn't work out for him too well, did it? <laughs> if you're taking your top te- uh, top ten best, are you are you taking Mister Friendly with you? I feel, I feel like there's a reason they all died. Well, you get a bit lonely um, on the trip there, so, you know, he's Mr. Friendly for a reason. <laughs> um, yeah, but he had a woman with his 10 best, uh, just the one, but it's better than none. Um, God, Ryan sucks. <laughs> <laughs> what a terrible character. Ryan. <laughs> we do a Ryan. Ranking the Others episode. Ryan is not making the top 10. <laughs> No, he's not even in his own top ten best. Um, uh, this is where they start uh, storming the camp, um, and they say Jim Bernard are going through the plan. Say shoots the dynamite. They go. A few of the others go flying, um, and then we hear it's a trap. Um, it's a trap. And then Bernard Bernard gets it. He's Rambo. Uh, Poor old Jin with his little pistol misses the dynamite. It's all Jin's fault. Yeah, it's Jin's. Again, I'm telling you, like, it's nothing against the guy, but if you don't have a guy that speaks your language on an important mission like this, um, yeah. But Jin misses. To be fair, they ever the other two had rifles, and he's just got this pistol. Um, <laughs> Racist. Give the Korean guy a small gun. I forget what happened to the guns. I'm a big lost man, but I know they gave some of them up to the others. But I, they had a whole thing of guns. Um, Didn't get blown up in the hatch? Like, weren't they all in the hatch when it blew up? But then Sawyer moved the guns, so... Yeah. Uh, uh, Ryan took them. Um, Boone well, probably took them. <laughs> <laughs> they With did the lose... When they went to the others, they lost some. Michael took some. So I guess they've all kind of slowly gone off. I just thought they had more. Um, 
but I, I trust their continuity. I trust it. Um, so Jin misses. So there's this big shootout. Uh, now Lost rarely does big action scenes, but I always think they do a good job with these kind of action sequences. I would agree, and I think it's kind of. I mean, we joke about it, it's all Jin's fault, but like it's obviously it's to create the tension that he misses because you know Saeed, Bang, Bernard. I love just Bernard, you know, dominating with his shooting. <laughs> Um, and then Bernard's me because, like, five minutes later, he's running away and then basically giving up all the information. <laughs> like, he's so me. Uh, hello to everyone out there who wants to kidnap me. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it's it's great and it's it's shot very well. And sort of like the way the explosions go off and you see like the bodies flying. Like, I can that's that's like a one take shot, you know. Um, so yeah, so good. Um, and it's just. It's great with the tension and kind of how they intersect this, you know, when you see the other survivors and they're basically like, there was only two explosions. Um, so, yeah, it, it works great. But this is where I'm glad Jack calls them out because they're all going, eh, there was only two. It's like, well, how do you know that the two didn't kill all the others? Like, the way they're panicking about it, it's like, well, maybe they didn't need to shoot three. Like, um, But Jack does later call them out on that and say, well... Maybe they didn't, but it is a bit hysterical. Um, but yeah, Ryan ends, ends up capturing Jean and Bernard. Uh, so the plan, wouldn't say it's failed, but it, it, it's half failed. Um, they got captured. They did take out seven others. Um, so, yeah, it is really nice how they cut to, like, the trekking crew and them. And there's Jack telling Sun and Rose, it's going to be okay, we are all going to be fine. And then that classic Rose, if you say live together, die alone to me, Jack, I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> Which is maybe the most quotable line of, of this episode besides the ending. Um, and I, I love Jack's response. Fair enough, Rose. Um, fair enough. Uh, so they're going to keep going. Um and then Charlie, he's down there and he's telling them the exact truth. He's doing a Bernard. He's saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to turn off the signal. Uh, then the station will flood. And I think this is where Greta Rabonni said, oh, yeah, what's the code? Hmm. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> um, and then we cut to Tom and he's radioing Ben. <laughs> this is... Uh, uh, He's saying, oh, they've killed seven of them. Diane, Ivan, all of them are dead. I want want to know who Ivan and Diane were. Clearly, two of the best ten others. (laughs) When we're ranking the others, where is Ivan and Diane going to go? I mean, I'm assuming Diane was the the one girl. um, But I don't know who Ivan is. The other girl. Oh, there is a page for Ivan. Oh, Uh, Ivan, let's see. Ivan was one of the island natives. Um, let's see. He's of Russian and Slavic origin. Oh, the name, Ivan. <laughs> um, the same actor was also a background extra in orientation. Um, yeah, there's nothing on Ivan. He was in 10 episodes. <laughs> wow. God, wow. Ivan. <laughs> first appeared in season two popped up in season god i think we've undersold uh ivan's role uh 
Theories. He came to the island at the same time as Mikhail because both persons' name is Slavic origin. Come on. That's a, um, <laughs> that's a stretch. That's, wow, okay. Uh, he was one of Danny's friends and wanting revenge. Danny uh, being uh, Anna Lucia's lover slash murder. Um, he wants revenge on Sawyer almost as much as Danny. <laughs> this is not... Uh, he worked as a spy for the others, keeping an eye on Locke in season two, but much like Albert and Abaddon has been watching him. The the theories aren't even making any coherent sense anymore. Um, Are there anyone yeah. arguing with anyone again? Like, I just like those ones. <laughs> like, no, actually, that's wrong. Because, no, no. <laughs> Uh, no page for Diane. We had oh. Ivan, but no Diane. Oh, yeah, wait, Diane. Diane was in one episode. <laughs> um, Diane was also Kate's mother's name. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, that's good that we finally finally worked that out. That's like a Batman versus Superman. Why did you say that name, Martha? <laughs> like, it's just, and- Okay. Theories is Diane most likely has medical training. Uh, and my favourite, she is Diana. Okay. D- Diana being Juliet's confirmed appointment over the cell phone. <laughs> oh my god, lost Pedia. <laughs> um, yeah, so moving on. <laughs> Rest in peace, Diane and Ivan. Uh, where were we? Um... So Tom's telling them what happened, and he says, Juliet, she's betrayed us. Um, and then we have a great Saeed moment where he's spitting in Ryan's face. Um, and this is where Ben comes in and says, shoot Quan. And just the way he says that so, like, quickly mm. and just, shoot Quan. Um, I said, oh, what? Okay. If you don't hear me, uh, shoot Quan. And then classic Ryan uh even though he's Korean, I love when he goes to Jin. Sayonara. Um, racist Ryan. Um, <laughs> and then... That's his new character name, Racist Ryan. <laughs> and Bernard, he crumbles. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. <laughs> uh, he definitely is a dentist, not Rambo. Yeah. And he tells them everything. So it's all, all Bernard's fault. Um, so then uh, at the others camp Richard's going to take everyone to the temple hmm what is the temple maybe we'll find out in three seasons Um, (laughs) and this is where Ben's going to the radio tower by himself it's kind of isn't it kind of epic where it's got to the point where Ben's just like no I'm just going just me I'm going to stop them like, it's really epic. Um, I do like his map, too, that he's just basically drawing a red line. Like, hey, hey. And I love Alex. It's <laughs> like, I'll come with you. Okay. And he's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Alex is going to come. And Ben's just, yeah, okay. Uh, ben says he's going to talk them out of leaving the island. Um, back to the other, uh, the main survivors. And Kate's saying to Sawyer she wants to go back. Um, and Sawyer is still out of it from killing Cooper. Um, This is where I like the kind of... Sometimes TV shows, including Lost, they kind of forget week to week what happened to the characters like a week or two weeks ago. 
when really a lot of time in shows characters should still be reeling from things that have happened to them like so i really like someone <laughs> yeah like charlie for example who was cheery charlie charlie two weeks after killing someone um so i really like this added touch of sawyer still being very much out of it from finally killing the real sawyer after all this time like it's those little touches in lost i think mm, i'd agree um and then yeah and then just leave me alone okay and then she says and when did you start calling me kate <laughs> uh to be fair he had the nickname pledge thing that he lost so maybe it's just still not calling anyone by nicknames um, i actually really like that little uh that little line though the way she says it uh and then she brings up the whole pregnancy thing and then gosh rough sawyer well let's hope you're not walks off um yeah, I, I like that he's still in this kind of zone because it makes sense for his character, but it is quite rough. Um, later, Desmond wakes up. He's on the outrigger, and Mikhail shooting at him, which I love, uh, and he dives down as well, uh, shows up, and Charlie telling him to hide. Desmond, hide! And this is a great moment where, who were you talking to? Oh, I was just singing. You are everybody. You are everybody. You are everybody. That's great that we got one last you all everybody from Charlie, I think. It's a great moment. Um, and then cutting back, Sawyer is telling Jack that he's going to go back. He's not asking for permission. Uh, Kate, oh, I thought you didn't want to. Uh, well, I didn't want to go with you. Okay. <laughs> he's, he's really rough on poor old Kate. Um and Juliet chimes in, well, I know where there's a stash of guns. Um, so Juliet's going to go with Sawyer. And then we have just an awkward, awkward Juliet and Jack kiss. Mm. Um, so awkward. Kate watching on. There was There's like a mild flirting line there, but I forgot what it was. It was like, it was basically the equivalent of don't do anything I wouldn't do, basically. I can't remember what they say, but... It's so awkward that Juliet Jack kiss. It just doesn't seem right at all. It's I I don't know. You're probably going to cover it. It's I think it's more awkward though when Jack's like, "I love you." It's like, uh, "Where'd that come from?" <laughs> okay. Um. um, but back in the Looking Glass, Mikhail shows up, and I thought you two were on a assi- on assignment in Canada. I wonder what assignments the other set that that's in Canada, but um. I do like this kind of subplot that these two have been down here and none of the others know about it and that Ben's been lying about it. It's kind of like, it's just this kind of little other drama that's going on in the background that I kind of like. Yes. Sorry, I thought you were saying something more there. Yeah, I I agree. I think it's kind of... The thing that's so good about Ben, like, among many things, are just all these layers to just, like, the lies upon lies that he tell everyone and just what makes it so good. Because I think kind of you mentioned before about how many lies he sort of tells in these episodes. I mean, ultimately kind of the biggest moment that he's trying to deal with when he's saying to, like, Jack, like, don't let them rescue you. They're going to come and kill you all. Like, he's basically telling the truth. (laughs) So, like, it's kind of like... (laughs) lie after lie and the one thing that we're thinking like oh come on he's just lying because he you know he doesn't want them to leave the island he's kind of telling the truth so telling the truth 
Yeah, it's just it's just so good, and it's, I love it when he gets caught out that people like he would be so good at Survivor. Benjamin Linus would win Survivor. Let's be honest. <laughs> but this is where Ben is so great in this episode because he is a compulsive liar. But the way he plays it this week, he plays it with a sense of urgency that we've never seen Ben to the point where you're like, he's really doing everything possible to stop them, and it's not just necessarily stop them leaving the island. Partly, maybe, but you get the, from the way Michael Emerson plays Ben that, like, right, I've sent others, I've sent Mika, I'm just going by myself, I have to stop this, they can't leave this island. And just the way he's he's not panicking, he's remaining calm, but that sense of urgency in Michael Emerson's performance of Ben is noticeably different mm-hmm. to the point where you can rewatch this and think, oh, now we know he is telling the truth on this because of the way he's reacting to everything around him that's kind of different to the way Ben normally reacts to things. Do you, do you think that Michael Emerson knows in advance, like he's been told that you're telling the truth, so this is the way you should act? I think most of these actors uh, have been quite open about the fact that they were told almost nothing about anything <laughs> week to week. Um, so I think he's probably just playing up to the urgency more so than knowing what was going to happen in season four. Um, but maybe they had, at this point, they had a good idea of how the rest of the show was going to play out. So maybe that he was onto something, but it's genius. This episode, along with all of his other episodes. Mm, I would agree. Um, but yeah, Mikhail's on the phone. Um, and um, he, uh, he's basically saying that Jacob told him to lie. Uh, the island is under assault by something worse than they've had in many, many years, which uh, he's he's right about, as we were talking about. Um, and he wants Mikhail to just trust him, and he wants him to, to kill Charlie and then tells him to kill Greta and Bonnie as well. Which, I mean, that's bold of Ben to not think that Greta and Bonnie were just standing right in the room at that moment. But um, I do like it when he says, I mean, I'm probably just preempting what you're about to say, but the way he's like, well, how do I know you haven't told them the same thing? Like, because if I did, you'd be dead by now. Just like the way he delivers that line, it's like, holy fuck. <laughs> yeah, I do like that Mikhail does say that, though, because Ben at this point is playing mind games on pretty much everyone on this island. Um, and... I just, I really do like these Greta and Bonnie characters that they've just been sitting in this station for God knows how long, and Ben's the only one who knows that they're there. Um, but you, you mentioned this earlier. This is where Jack uh, tells Kate that he loves her, <laughs> which is so random and awkward, especially after he's just been macking it on with Juliet. Like, it's cringy, isn't it? Yeah, I, I mean, at least with the whole Sawyer Kate love bit it kind of made a bit of sense but i mean it's meant to make sense because you know there's been this love triangle quadrangle whatever the fuck shape we're up to now for three seasons um but we haven't really had jack kate stuff i feel since like episode six like you know damn it kate run like kind of i feel these two have just been apart so much it just it doesn't make sense for this to just all of a sudden come out of the woodwork so um yeah i mean i've always said from the beginning that I'm always 
you know, shipping Kate and Sawyer and, and Jack and Juliet. They're my ones that I like when they're together the best. I'd say I don't like Jack and Kate together. I mean, I think it has its moments, but it's just... Uh, this. There's There's maybe, like, two moments in this entire sort of two-part finale, which I think are kind of, like, questionable. And this is one of them. It's kind of like, what? what's that serving? What purpose is that serving? <laughs> like, it just, it doesn't go anywhere, does it? Like, it just, it's kind of randomly just put in there. Like, oh, by the way, I love you. Okay, thanks, bye. I just, I've been very vocally critical about the love triangle square. Um, and it just feels like, oh, we've come around to the finale we've got to do something with the love triangle square. Like it's just, it always feels like they just feel like they have to include like, Oh, the fans are going to want some of this when a lot of the time the fans didn't want any of this Kate, Jack Sawyer stuff. When the true relationships in this show are Desmond and Penny and, uh, son Jin, even Claire and Charlie that we talked briefly about last week. Um, but anyway, Chelsea loves, a. I guess it will play into next season a bit, a lot more, but um, this is where I, I guess we had it on our questions, but this is where Juliet tells Sawyer that they were building a runway when they were mm. hauling rocks, uh, which this is subtle, but it's like at this point, how can you say that they didn't know exactly how the ending was going to play out that this runway that they were building and that Juliet tells them about is going to be the the runway where they fly the plane off the island and finally get off for good. Hmm. Like at this point, they knew the end date, so this is just subtle little drops that we can watch back now and say, "Oh, season three, episode twenty-two, they're mentioning that runway that we're eventually going to leave the island on in the final ever episode of Lost." Yeah, it's because I think like, we talked about this, didn't we, at the beginning of the season? And I asked, or you brought it up that like does do we ever know what this is being built and i mean it's just one of these random little things that i think you forget about and it's unless you're doing a podcast or you're analyzing or something or the true fans i'm saying people who watch it you know without knowing everything aren't true fans but the ones who really sort of you know nitpick everything i mean you really don't remember it until it's just a subtle little random thing which i think it's kind of it's very cleverly done and i agree with you i think like it's kind of how can they have not planned things out like this um, and this just goes to show, again, what I've said, you've said uh, plenty of times, that when you watch this show, like you binge this show back to back and you just pick up on things so much and even like, again, always mention it, chronological loss and just kind of how much everything kind of fits together and it's kind of like a lot of these things that they're putting together are, are seasons apart. Um, it's just it's just incredible and, again, not the credit that it deserves we say that all the time and lost out of all the three main shows we've covered at the beginning of the Oz network is the one that got the most credit it was the most popular out of all three of them by far but it still has its haters um so yeah yeah. but this is where it's just if you don't pick up on this it doesn't really change no any major events but this is where it's just so rewarding as a viewer, like you're being rewarded for paying attention, basically. Exactly. Um, and for rewatching things. And I always like when TV shows or movies or books just have kind of things going on in the background that serve a purpose, but they're not really the main. Like they're building this runway, but it's not like they came out and said, 
oh, we're building this runway, and they kept bringing it up and bringing it up and saying this runway is going to be for the plane to fly off. You can look back on it and see, oh, they were doing this, and eventually it served a purpose. But it just makes the whole thing feel like a living, breathing world where Mm -hmm. things are happening in the world, not just amongst our characters. Even with Greta and Bonnie here, that I like that, the subtleties. I, I know there will be a lot of haters who say Lost was not a subtle show, but it, it absolutely had its subtleties. And I like that they didn't force feed us these kind of things all the time. And that sometimes there were just things going on in the background that made it made it feel like a, a world that things were happening in. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I think it's I'm the same. Like I I like a good continuity, like that you keep up with things. Whether whether it be like yeah movie tv show i mean i wouldn't have a clue about a book i don't even know what that is but i think that it's yeah it is very rewarding and you know particularly like today it's easier for people to do this because you know you're dropping 12 episodes of a tv series all at once so you know it's easy to kind of arc out a beginning a middle and an end to have everything connected whereas you know this was done sort of when the the art of binge watching was kind of only new uh, you know, we were sort of well into the 2000s by this point, and it was, you know, well established through shows like Sopranos, 24, you know, Six Feet Under, shows like this. Um, so it was a thing, but I mean, it was still kind of not the norm at that point. So yeah, it's it's great to kind of have that sort of in there. So when you do pay attention to these things, it it is very rewarding. Well, that's where season four, five, and six they knew how many episodes they had left. But those seasons still aren't perfect with the way they are. There's a lot of great stuff and a lot of subtleties. They still made mistakes because it's difficult to plan out a show three seasons in advance, especially when you, you're working 13 hours a day and you're trying to write and just trying to make the best individual episodes as you can. That nowadays is a bit... Nowadays, the, what was it, Westworld on HBO? There's two years between season one or two, like to make 10 episodes hmm. here they were making 17 episodes the moment they wrapped on season three they probably what had a month or two off recharge and then they had to come back they had to arc out not just season four but they had to arc out season four five and six make sure everything was moving in place and it was really the first at least network show to obviously shows like 24 they had to arc out the season but it was the kind of first show where they knew they would have this three seasons. And so, of course, the haters are quick to catch on any faults that happened in season four, five, and six. But it was new, and I can't imagine how difficult it would have been to make everything perfect. And I think they did a pretty damn good job um, compared to the TV landscape they were in compared to nowadays where it is much easier. Yeah, I completely agree. And, I mean, you know, you notice that in sort of styles of shows and sort of even if you go back a few years, what you know, before this and kind of just what the norm was for network TV, you know, it was sort of rare to have that in any form. So, yeah, Lost again uh, showing it how it should be done. Um, but moving on... Uh... So I guess there's another answer for us. Uh, they were building a runway. Um, I, I mentioned this line at the top. But I do love that. So are you screwing Jack? Yeah. No? <laughs> are you? 
I love Juliet Triplot. That's a great comeback. Juliet's um, great. I actually just sat a little Juliet moments in this episode. I just love. That is the she's growing on me a bit because that is a great comeback line. Um, it does remind me of when Anna Lucy and Sawyer are talking in season two. What does she say? What are you, gay? <laughs> it, it, it reminds me of that line. No, are you screwing him? Um, all, all, all these ladies like to imagine Sawyer and Jack. Um, uh, but this is where we learn there are no guns, uh, but they wouldn't have been able to go if uh, Jack thought there weren't any. Um, and poor Hurley shows up. <laughs> Last week, he literally got turned down. And Sawyer turns Hurley down again. It's so sad. Like, do they just um, have a thing against, like, fat people these couple of last weeks? It's just like, yeah. wow. He's having a rough, rough couple of days. Um, cutting back to Ben, uh, and I like this line that Ben basically says, I'm delivering you to your new family. Like, hmm. you've betrayed us. It's his daughter. He's not going to have her killed, but he's just... I'm handing you over, which I do like. What does he say about uh, Carl? Like, what does he say about Kimberly? I just didn't want him to get you pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which it makes sense, but also don't lock up your daughter's boyfriend. Um, <laughs> and I, I feel like the others aren't practicing safe sex with all these dying pregnant ladies. Um, they they, they the, know what condoms are. The Dharma Initiative the, don't do a safe drop of condoms, clearly. They were hippies. Um, <laughs> Catholic, and and Ben's saying, "Well, I can't let them leave the island." And she says, "Why?" And if I had to fault the writing in this episode, his response of "I just can't" is it's a bit of a cop out. Like Lost is a bit guilty of sometimes rather than characters just saying their motivations, they will just say like, "Well, I can't tell you why," or. Hmm. Uh, it's a bit of a cop-out. That that would have been a, a chance for a really epic response about his dedication to the island or something. And instead we get, I can't, okay? Um, and to end off part one, we finally catch up with Gummy Joe like, <laughs> after he's been shot. Like, it is a finale, but Locke is barely in any of these. this finale. Um, he wakes up in the, the body pit uh, and we started the episode with Jack going to kill himself. Poor old Locke grabs a revolver and he's about to shoot himself. Like He's just going to end it. Um, which is pretty dark as well, but it's not really played as dark as it perhaps should be. Um, and then we hear some whispers and out of nowhere, taller ghost Walt shows up, um, <laughs> as Sawyer will later call him. Um yeah, I I do think this is a case of the writers just being like, well, let's have Walt show up. Why not? <laughs> like, without actually thinking why Walt would be there or the purpose of this. Um, again, I'm not one of those people who's like, they didn't answer all the mysteries. It does seem a little unnecessary to bring Walt back for this finale in my point of view. And again, he's sort of balls of, I think, half-dropped. He's kind of like, you know, get up, John. Like, I mean, it's kind of deeper, bald, Walt and everything. Um, so, yeah. 
I, I mean, it, it is kind of random, but it's kind of cool at the same time. Uh, I mean, I would have preferred Boone. Uh, but actually, no, seriously, it would have made sense if it was Boone. I mean, like... The ghost you know, of Boone. Boone. Yeah, that would have been kind of cool. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a cool little moment. Uh, but, yeah, he's sort of like, oh, there's Walt. I mean, I like seeing Walt back, but it just doesn't seem... It just seems weird for weird's sake. Um, and just the fact that he's clearly aged just makes it awkward. Um, and... It doesn't really fit with the whole whisper thing either, and I know he's special, but it's like, well, what is happening here? Because Locke, Locke later meets Walt off the island, and there's no mention of this, so we assume it's not actually even really Walt. So it, everything about it doesn't really work, but it is nice to see him back, I guess. Um, says, put the gun down, get up, John, you have work to do. End of part one. Um, so yeah, Toller Gross Walt is here to save the day. Um, but I, I do feel like Locke killing himself is a bit of an exaggeration from where we last left Locke, isn't it? Yeah, I, I mean, just because his legs don't... I mean, <laughs> it's... I don't know. Like, it, it's kind of a bit strange. And like... This is the moment that finally he wants to try and kill himself. Like I, I'm not trying to be mean. Of all that he's been through, this this guy has been through the worst. Like <laughs> talk about Jack before. Like oh, you can kind of understand it. Like if there's one character that should have had a gun at his head at like twelve points throughout this show, it's poor old Gummy Joe. Um, he's just cheated death. Now he should be celebrating. Yeah. Um. But. Uh, I don't know, like, I don't, I, I think you can just take the whole bit away with him pointing yeah. a gun at himself. You can still have Walt just doing the whole thing, like, get up, John, you know? Like, he could just yeah. wake up and there's Walt. And, like, it's, oh. It's just oh, not like, played as dark as it really should be. Um, but, yeah, that's the end of part one. Um, I think we'll leave trivia for the end of part two as they're kind of combined here. Um Shall we shall we do rankings and all that for part one, or we'll do it together? I I, I have ranked them separately, so I don't know if you have. But well, I'm going to buy it. But yes, <laughs> I assume that's what you're going to do. No, I'm bidding. It's terrible. Like, uh, yeah, no, I 100 percent am buying this. Um, absolutely buying. <laughs> Just just reminds me of the rankings episode we did of the Survivor players, I think it was you, who was like, uh, Veto. Absolutely Veto! Like, I can't remember who that was, but I just randomly always remember that in my head. The things I do for fun. Um, I have ranked this one at, uh, 17th. That's Ooh. part one. That's part one, ladies and gentlemen. Part two will be ranked higher. Um, but by what, what itself... Uh, it is above numbers and below the 23rd psalm. Mm. Um, I guess we can also do questions and answers, um, because we did get an answer about the runway. Which uh, was like, earlier this season about the rocks, wasn't it? Yeah. What are they building with the rocks? Yep, that can go. Uh, all right. Uh, I guess, would we have the question, What what's Walt doing there, or...? 
Yeah, I guess so. We won't get an answer to it, but I guess it is a question of uh, how how or why is Walt here? What, I guess what? we need to sometimes have questions that don't get answered. Yeah, because we can't cheat and just only put questions that get answered. <laughs> <laughs> See, lost answered everything. <laughs> uh, so what, why and how is Walt there? Yeah. What's up with Walt returning to law? Yeah, that is a question. You're right. <laughs> um, well, we've definitely got an answer to Will Charlie Die in the next episode. Um, That's it. That's it, yeah. No, I think so. I think you're right. All right. Cool. Cool. Well, I'm satisfied. I'm, yeah. Satisfied. Yeah. Yep. Not bad. I'll do it again. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that's part one um i mean i i'm not the publisher editor director of this but i i believe part two is airing at the same same time right two um, minutes after episode one gets put up part two will be put up so they will yeah, be both available so for you to listen to they're both available so we may as well jump over uh straight to part two and you can continue listening if you want to or listen tomorrow at work or on the bus or Whenever you want, that's the beauty of, of podcasting. But if you want to jump straight back into it, uh, you can now. So we'll see you in part two. Uh, my name is Noah, and if you say live together, die alone to me, Ben, I'm going to punch you in the face. And if you don't, I'll punch you in the face anyway. You just want to punch me in the face. That's very <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> my name is Ben, and how about a newspaper instead? Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.